Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, your mama and me RD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and intuitive eaters. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it, but honestly, the 30 seconds Instagram gave me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, and fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short, but I plan on answering your actual real-life questions using your examples. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. All right, so today we are tackling the idea of the division of responsibility. If you follow me over on my Instagram page, you know that I reference this literally all the time. Um, And I thought it would be such a great place to start because most likely in my future podcast, I'll be referencing this. So this is a good foundational post, you know, foundational podcast episode so that you know kind of where I get basically the basis of everything I'm going to teach you, a lot of it can be boiled down to this division of responsibility. So first of all, for those of you who aren't, are unaware of what this is, it's basically a um, feeding practice or a guideline or set of rules, um, if you will, developed by a feeding therapist named Ellen Satter. Um, And actually the division of responsibility, quick side note, was one of the things that clued me in in college when I learned about it, that clued me into the idea that I might want to go into um, this whole arena of pediatric nutrition and teaching, you know, families how to eat together. And this was honestly probably my first insight into how simple feeding kids can be. Not easy, but simple. And obviously, this was before I had kids of my own. So um, the idea of how to feed children as most of you moms know, before you became moms, looked really easy. Like, why isn't that mom just figuring it out? Why isn't um, that kid just eating that food or whatever? It looks way easier than it actually is, right? So anyways, the division of responsibility, when I learned this back in college, was kind of a huge light bulb moment for me being like, hey, this is a great tool that I feel like not a lot of parents are taught about. So today we're going to tackle that. So it's a division of responsibilities between you, the parent, um, or you and your husband or co-parent, whoever you're parenting with. Um, So your responsibilities as the adult or the parent in charge, and then the responsibilities of the kid, of the child. So basically, very simply put, the responsibilities of the parent is to determine what is being served or what is available as far as food goes, when they're going to be eating, so the schedule, and then also where and the environment of the eating or mealtime. The responsibility or the role of the child includes if they're even going to eat the food that's presented, and then once they decide if they're going to eat it, they decide how much. 
Also kind of included in this is which foods, because likely you're um, offering several different varieties of food, or at least you should be. Um, So they also get to choose which of those foods they eat. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Um, It sounds really, really simple. And it is. It is so simple. And honestly, I can't believe that we aren't taught this like initially, like, hey, here's your baby in the hospital. Now let's teach you this way of feeding because it's so clear and concise and simple. But living it out day to day is where a lot of people find trouble and where a lot of people find that it actually becomes really hard to remember to sit back and keep your cool. But I'm here to tell you today that you can take a huge breath of relief and just exhale all that stress and um, anxiety around mealtime because this is a godsend. If you haven't heard of this or you've been implementing it incorrectly, um, from here on out, when you start to use the division of responsibility, guys, this relieves you of so much guilt, of so much pressure, of so much just condemnation that you might have about yourself and how you're feeding your kids because it's no longer on you. Okay, it's no longer on you, which means that if your kid doesn't touch their plate, not your fault. If your kid only takes one bite of this or one drink of that or never drinks milk or throws their food on the ground, it's not on you. Your job is literally deciding what foods you're offering, when you're feeding them and where. So you as the parent are responsible for making sure that they have ample opportunities to eat. It's not on you if they choose to snub those opportunities. It's not on you if they choose to eat four portions of the food that you provide to them. This is such a game changer, you guys. Literally such a game changer because you're no longer stressed at mealtimes. You no longer are counting their bites. You're no longer being a short order cook of, well, my son will only eat this and my daughter will only eat this and his needs to be, you know, fried up this way and hers needs to be baked in the oven this way or whatever. No longer a short order cook. Can I get a friggin' amen? Um, This is a huge game changer when it comes to picky eating. I don't love using the label picky, as you'll learn, but. I do think that it's a recognizable term that term that a lot of people use. So it's important to insert that here. But I like to call our picky eaters selective and still learning because really they're not picky. They've only been eating for a year. So they're still figuring it out, you guys. Um, anyways, this literally takes you from this worry and stressful place to you have a plan, you know how to execute it, and it's up to your kids on whether or not they want to do their part. So this is a mindset. It's a total mindset shift for a lot of people. It goes from this idea of I have to make my kid eat this. They can only eat this. They have to finish their plate. Um, You know, we have to do a new food every day or whatever kind of mindset that you're having under pressure and pressuring your kid really to eat enough bites or what you perceive as enough bites for them um, to this long game to all of a sudden realizing that your end goal here as their parent is to teach them how to self-regulate, which means that they get to be in charge of how their body feels, what they want to eat, how much they want to eat of that food. They are in charge of how much of that food their body needs. Now, let me tell you, this will absolutely come with struggle and meltdowns and hangry 
tantrums and things that we as parents always try to avoid, which is why I've been caught in the past totally being like, hey, take three more bites because I don't want to go to the store and then you break down because you chose not to eat your lunch. I totally get that, you guys. But here's the thing. You need to prepare them for the real world outside of your care. When they move on, maybe it's first grade, maybe it's college, maybe you're able to control everything they eat till college, who knows, but eventually they're going to be on their own. And if they've always looked to someone else to tell them how much to eat, they're going to be in a place of complete confusion, not knowing what to do, and likely going to look for someone else to teach them or tell them what to eat, which then leads down this rabbit hole of restrictive eating and diet plans and following Weight Watchers or whatever is out there. So we need to make sure that they are prepared here in their younger years to learn how to listen to their body and really give their body what they need. And a lot of times that can come with struggle and hangry fits and overeating and feeling sick, you know, all those kind of ups and downs. But I am here to tell you that it regulates. It really does. Just sometimes it can take time, especially if you're coming from a place of maybe you have two or three kids and you've used the pressure techniques for so long that now you're going to have to start kind of digging yourself out of that hole. It's going to take time. Your kids are going to push boundaries. They're going to, you know, not believe you that you're no longer going to count their bites or tell them which foods to eat or tell them they have to eat, you know, one food in order to get more of the next or anything like that they're going to all of a sudden want to push those boundaries and figure out if this is for real, if this is sustainable. And that can take a lot of time, you guys. So I'm sorry to break that to you, but I promise you it's worth it. And if you stick to it and you are consistent and you are clear and you are concise, they will regulate quickly. If you're up and down and you start to get nervous because they've skipped a meal or two or they're refusing foods they used to eat because you used to tell them to eat it, you know, if you start to get that stress and that nerve wracking wonder and worry about it and then go back to your ways of pressuring, what will happen next time you try to incorporate the division of responsibility will be that they won't trust you that this won't work and it's only a matter of time until mom makes me eat four more bites of this pasta or what that might be. So it's going to take longer the less consistent you are. I hope that makes sense. But basically, um, so to kind of break it down a little further, this division of responsibility. Okay, so let's give an example. So let's say your son um, is used to grazing all day. Whenever he wants a snack, he walks up to the pantry, takes a snack. Whenever he wants a snack out, he asks for a snack. You hand him a bag of maybe um, animal crackers or something like that to tide him over. Um, Snacks are frequent throughout the day, and then you're having troubles getting him to eat his meals. So you're telling him you need to eat three more bites of your chicken. You need to drink half your milk, um, and you're giving him kind of those guidelines. So once you start implementing the division of responsibility, all of a sudden it becomes very clear that you are in charge of when you're feeding your kids. And I'm going to have a whole nother episode dedicated to um, mealtime and snack time schedules because I think that's really important to go detail in. But let's say that you want to set up a different kind of schedule than just grazing all day because that grazing all day absolutely leads to refusal of certain foods and meals. So you set up a schedule and then at lunchtime, let's say your son refuses his meal. That's his choice. He absolutely gets to say, nope, not eating this. And you get to say, not on me. 
This is on you. (laughs) Not out loud, but in your head. Take a deep breath. Back off. Don't let the emotion game play you because guess what? Those toddlers especially understand when your emotions are getting the better of you and they look for that. I mean, please tell me I am not the only one that experiences a toddler trying to get under my skin actively. (laughs) They're trying to get that response, you guys. They are real quick to do power plays and to pit yourself against or pit pit you against your spouse or, you know, anything like that. You know, they're very, very smart and very in tune. So to take that battle out, keep calm. They get to choose if and how much they eat. Take a step back and let him skip a meal. But then guess what? When he asks for a snack 10 minutes later, you say, nope, it's not snack time yet. Snack time is in two hours or whenever your next snack or meal is planned, you tell him that you stick firm and absolutely, yes, it'll probably be a tantrum. So maybe the first few days you implement this, maybe do it at home. Who knows? Whatever you're comfortable with. But you basically are going to implement the division of responsibility and use those opportunities or use those times of tantrum, you know, after they're out of the tantrum and they're in a normal headspace, use that as a learning opportunity. Make sure that you are gracious with them, that you are compassionate, you understand and have extreme empathy for what they're going through because they're used to just being handed a snack anytime they want it and they're hungry because they skipped lunch because they thought a snack was coming down the pipeline. You need to be able to communicate to them what the new schedule is and when they can expect to be fed again. And then when you told them that food is coming, make sure to follow that up and prove to them that you're following through on the schedule. And then again, that's your turn to say, here's when we eat. And then it's their turn to decide if they're hungry and how much of that food they're going to eat. So you can see kind of over time how this unfolds. Now, I will be very clear with you here. Um, being gentle and having empathy is extremely important in this division of responsibility. This is not a got you or I told you so moment where kids make maybe a poor choice for their body of not listening and they don't eat enough um, and then they're hungry 20 minutes later or they overeat and they feel sick to their stomach. This is not a time for you to say I told you so or make them feel poorly about their bad decision. This is a moment where you can really use it as a learning opportunity to come alongside them and remind them that it's okay, that you make that mistake sometimes still still too, that they're still learning their own bodies and that another opportunity to eat is coming right down the corner or right down the street, right down the whatever, pipeline, (laughs) whenever that's coming. So I just want to encourage you in that to be extremely empathetic, be gentle, be kind, use your intuition. Um, You know, don't be, what's the word, spiteful or um, vindictive if they make choices that you don't think are good choices. Remember that they're the only ones that feel what it's like to live in their body and you get to respect that because If you think about it in reverse, if you had someone in your life telling you exactly how many bites of something to eat, no more, no less, that wouldn't feel great, right? And I understand that we think we know what our kids need. And although sometimes that may be true, sometimes we're completely off. If you look at two different kids, they will grow at the same rate, but eat vastly different amounts of foods or types of foods. So every kid is going to develop differently, especially in the nutrition realm, and we need to give them space and time to do that. 
Now, in another future episode, I am going to talk about um, the pitfalls or the negative ramifications of not following the division of responsibility. So I'm not going to get into that now because it's going to take a whole nother podcast episode amount. And I really am dedicated to trying to keep these podcasts short and to the point and sweet. And hopefully um, you found some value in here and this was helpful for you. Please, please, please reach out to me if you have any questions or concerns about this. This is a very nuanced situation. Um, It's kind of a big topic to start off with, but I wanted to kind of lay some foundational work of of what I believe, what my, you know, kind of personal philosophy and what we implement in our home and what I have seen for hundreds and hundreds of kids um, work and let you know kind of where we're coming from. So then in the future, when I talk about the division of responsibility, I can reference this episode um, or you've already listened to it and you know, you're keeping up right with me. So anyways, um, yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring some peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your hashtag mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on my Instagram at mama and me rd. That's mama.and.me underscore rd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have. Email me at alyssa at mama and me rd.com. Until next week, mamas.